This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Right? There's no, there's no mitzvah that's competition. There's no mitzvah that you compete with another person. Ten, there are ten people in the menu, we all down together. It's not one's competing with the other one. Oh, someone down and someone's down better than the other one. Each person individually, right, is, is a separate there's a separate relationship with that first part. The one time in the Torah it was competition, the Gemara talks about the Gemara talks about that um, that they were they, they decided they're going to make a race up the ramp of the of the Mizbechachitzon to see who's going to do Truma Sadashen, and they put these two kahanim ran up the ramp, and of course one of them wanted to beat the other one. They pushed him off. He fell off. He broke his I think his leg. He had a moment, so the Rabban said, competition by Jews doesn't work. <laughs> They're too aggressive. We all are very aggressive. It's not what's not, so they, from then on, they used to choose odds and even. In the basic they, that's how they chose. We, we're not golden. And what's happened, I don't know what it says here, what it says. What, what, what's happened in, in, um, in our education field and altogether is that we became extremely competitive and we don't reward effort because you can try what you want, you don't get the marks, you don't pass, you don't get your diploma, you don't get your credits. Um, you can try what you want, at the end of the day the valedictorian is the one not who tried the hardest, but the one who got the best marks. So the Western civilization, and Western civilization is based on the Greek Empire, the Greek Empire was all competition. Competition in beauty, competition in sports, everything in competition. You went to the Olympics, you had 100 people running, 100 people that, that, that trained since they were little kids, but there's only one winner. And all the other 99, they'll get out of the weeds box. Everyone knows what I'm talking about in the Weeds box, they're always the gold, the gold medals, but they're gold medals. You don't make, you don't make the Weeds box if you're silver or copper or, or bronze medals, only if you get, so what happened is, we got put into our heads, one winner, the rest are losers. Even in sports. It was Super Bowl, right? The team that went to Super Bowl went to Super Bowl, the one who lost Super Bowl, you don't remember who they are. Those guys played hard, they totally got there, they're nothing. All the baseball teams, all the sports teams, Stanley Cup playoffs, whoever the basketball, NBA championship. All the other teams played a whole year, they worked hard, they trained, they, they, they're, they're absolutely meaningless, they have no meaning whatsoever. One winner, the rest are losers. But that is not Judaism. I'm mailing by Torah. Judaism is based on effort. That's why it says that Hashem judges every Jew is a din. So the din is the facts. What you got on the test? Cheshvan is, well, this person doesn't have the same IQ as the other person. One guy goes to tomorrow's shear, he has 145 IQ, he understands everything. The other guy has a 95 IQ, he doesn't understand anything. Right? He has to sit there and he has to work much harder. One guy has a crazy memory. Anything he looks at, he remembers. The other guy can't remember his name. So, I go to Barfu, it's sort of like, my class. I have 25 kids in my class. And it's very unfair. The system is very unfair. 
I'm teaching all three of my kids the same subject matter, and I'm testing them all on the same subject matter with the same test. Okay, now we got smart. We don't give them all the same test. We have like five different tests, so they cheat. It's not the same answer. We'll find that out afterwards. But seriously, they all get the same test. You have 25 kids. Each kid has a different IQ. One kid's really smart, 145, another guy is 95 IQ. One kid has a crazy memory. We have kids that, everything they read, they suck up books like a sponge. Everything they read, they, they, they don't forget. Next guy has name tags on everything because he can't remember what's his or what isn't his. You know, the Shlomazim. And then you have a kid who comes to school and he has the most perfect family. His mother makes him sandwiches and prepares him his clothing. And her and her husband talk very civilly to each other and loving. The kid comes to school, he's in a very good place in his head. Other kids, mother and father screaming and yelling all night and fighting. His mother walked out of the house, he thinks maybe she'll never come back. Coming from a dysfunctional family, comes to my class, he's sitting there, his head's not there, his head's back at home, right? Another kid has learning disabilities, another kid went through some, some emotional or physical abuse, and then he's walking in, he's teaching all 25 kids the same thing. And then they get a test on the same thing. Meanwhile, the kid without the memory and the lower IQ, he's killing himself. He's spending the whole night, he's working hard, and he's getting a 70. What's a 70? What does that mean? What's a 70? 70 is a comparison, right? If you get everything right, you get 100. If you don't get everything right, you have a 70. So 70 is not his mark. His mark should be, he tried hard for kid study, tried his hardest that he could, and the Rebbe, Gives him an elephant effort. If you, that side of the report card, the left hand side of the report card, you get an elephant effort, an elephant coming, an elephant meadows, an elephant attendance, right? So if I give a kid an elephant effort, which means that he tried his hardest for his abilities, how can we get anything under on the right side of the report card with the, with the moral flush, not be, you know, grammar, math, science, all those other marks? How can that be lower than 100 if he's doing 100% of his ability? Did you give him 60? Oh, he only got 6 out of 10 right on the test. So compared to the rest of the guys who are supposed to get 10 out of 10 right, he only gets a 60. But that's not really his mark. That's in comparison to everyone else. So the Torah here tells us, the last parasha in Vayikra, in Bukhukosai Teilechu, the Torah the Rashi says, when it comes to learning, when it comes to keeping the mitzvahs, when it comes to right? So they ask the question, where does Rashi get the Abelos say? Where do you see, do you see effort in this in this passage? Tilecho comes to the word lake. This guy's going. He's not sitting back. He's working. Tilecho. He's going. His effort. He's working. So Rashi says, Abelos Batoyer. If that's what he's doing, then all these rewards. So Malach Hashem, who runs the world, who, whose perfection is saying you don't need to be perfect. All you need to do is try. If you do that, then I'll give you every single reward of the world as long as you try. And Hashem is perfect. So we, how can we give them 70s and 60s on that side of the report? Really, it's Hashem before comes. Hashem gave the guy 95 IQ, put him in a family that's dysfunctional, gave him no memory, gave him learning disabilities. 
It's not the kids want, it's Hashem's want. I can say, take that part of the book and put it in the Kosa Maravi. Give it to Hashem. This is a very important Rashi. And that's why it says, Loya Lechem, Amacha Ligmar. The mission is the same. Of course, of course, if you start something, you should finish it. But that's not what Judaism is. Judaism is not gold based. It's not that you, it's not that you, you gotta start the race. In the middle of the race, you collapse. In the middle of the race, you trip or fall, whatever it is. The main thing is that you started the race. You gotta give it your all. And that's what the Russian says on Mel's Torah. And we say it, it's fascinating, because, that's what I figured out, the tomorrow. So here you have a guy who started a Masechta, right? Started a Masechta Brachas, chapter in the Gemara, and he finished. He got to the goal. Finished. He's making a seal. So he accomplished. He reached the goal. Finished Masechta. Finished shots. Nope. So when we say the Hadron, what do we say? Wait a minute, with that food, to you Hashem, that you gave us a chelak and sitting in yeshiva. Love you, Hashem, Kronos, not sitting in places of Batal. We get up in the morning. And they get up in the morning. We get up to learn. They get up to play around. Here it is. Ready? And we, this is the guy who finished. Receptor is saying this. We, we work. We show effort. And they show effort. We work and we're makama and we're rewarded for the work. Not for the goal. The Goyim, they don't get schar for the work. They get schar only for the goal. So they work and sometimes they don't reach the goal. They don't get anything. They work all the time, they don't get anything. Other words, when he runs him, we run, they run. Other words, when he runs we run from their shots. So we see from the he runs that the person who finishes the Masefta, who really should be celebrating the, the reaching of a goal, he himself is saying that the that the reward, the greatest reward, is not the goal. That Hashem rewards us and gives us Ganeidan for the work, not for the goal. And here's the guy who had to reach the goal. He made a seal. And he's saying, no, that's not, that's not, that's not what this is about. This is about my effort to get here. The effort to make it up the mountain, not making it up the mountain. And we live in a world where effort's just not rewarded in any which way. Not in business, not in learning, not in anything. If you if you didn't ring the bell at the top, right? If you didn't win the race, so much is based on competition, whether it's money or or stature or or sports, right? It's it's based on competition. When you have the 
the New York Marathon or the Boston Marathon, so they're waiting at the end of the race to take a picture of the guy who comes across the race. Now, it happens to be that many, many years ago, there was this guy who came like eight hours, took him eight hours. Everybody went through already. I don't know if he had one leg. I don't remember exactly. And there were a couple of reporters still hanging around for the last for the last few guys that came through. Really, the guy who came through after eight hours, if you think about it, should be more rewarded than the guy who won the race. Because the guy, he lost by a long shot. He's struggling for because he has some kind of disability. And he didn't, he didn't stop. He finished the race. It wasn't about winning, it was about finishing. But at least he finished the race. He started it, he continued, he worked with effort and effort and effort. And I don't know of anything in life, in our civilization, that you get rewarded for effort. You don't win, you lost, that's it, finished. It used to be in sports, he used to say, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. Today, the coaches are like, it's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you win. That's it. That's all that counts. And the problem is that we're mechanic our children that way. And, 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 and as parents, we expect them to get the best marks, to be the best in school, to be the best in sports, to be the best in everything. Terry doesn't talk about the best. In fact, this is leading me into my share tonight, Specifically the opposite when it comes to Kabbalah Zafarah. Specifically not the best. The mountain that, that the mountain that, that the Torah was given on was the smallest mountain. In fact, according to the Medrash, it was sort of a sand dune. It wasn't a big mountain at all. It was very little. Well, Harsinai. Hashem Shishon on the biggest and the biggest mountains. So, no, in fact, a lot of the mountains in the old days they used to do the way they used to serve the, the, the idols on top of the mountain to get them really, really high. Harsinai was never, there was never any way to on that mountain because it, you wouldn't use it for a way it was too small. It would be like embarrassing that way to Zorah. very, very much into that the Kali, the vessel that his Torah was given in, was just the opposite. It was the Amelis, which Shabbenu wasn't able to talk. The mountain was a teeny little mountain. The which we'll talk about tonight, Dabramelach and and Rus, which was a Movia. She came, she was a Giyaris. She didn't go to Beis Yaakov. She wasn't one of the Imahos. She wasn't born into Yichus. She came she came from no Yichus. She came from she was a Ger. She came from Moab. And she became Ainhamafa. She came from the lowest place and ended up in the highest place. And Dabramelech was called the Mamza. He was thrown out into the into base Lechem. He came Dabramelech Shochadukayim, Moshe Rabbeinu. came from also nowhere. He, he, he left Mitzrayim. He ended up in Midjah. He wasn't even one of the Jews who was in Mitzrayim. He came from outside Mitzrayim. He could not speak. He was an Ish Mitzvi, an Ish Ivri. He had everything running against him. And he ended up being our Rabbeinu. This is Batsadeh. All the brothers, he was sent to Mitzrayim. He was in the lowest place. He was totally disconnected from Yiddishkeit. Who was more disconnected from Yiddishkeit than Moshe and Yosef? Moshe was in Midian. He was, his father-in-law was the priest of all adultery, of all idols in the world. He lived in a house 
of, 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 of the biggest priest in the world. Moshe Rabbeinu lived in a house, the lowest house in the world, which was the house of Egypt. He was brought up in the palace as, 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 as the son of the king, out of nowhere. They came out of nowhere. Marmel came out of nowhere. The Torah flourishes, not from competition, but from effort. And, and Yosef, Moshe, and David, it was their effort that made them who they were. And I think that this is a very lost thing in Judaism. Kids just are turned off and, and many times because of the competition. Because they didn't do the best of the fair, because they're not the best kid in yeshiva. We, we never had best kids in yeshiva. The best kid is the kid who works the hardest. Not the kid who wins the race. And we have totally lost that. We have totally lost that. And what... Yes, we want to say No, and like the Gemara, you see when they were learning, they didn't even care who was the best. They just, whoever was involved with in the Torah and said their own They all mentioned, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say who's smarter than who's not smarter. 100%. 100%. It's, it's something new, and it's something that's getting worse and worse, and it's not who we are. And, 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 and maybe that's why kids are not getting the same unique of the same love of learning and dominating and, 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 you know, and everything else. Outside of the competition of Tzedakah and who gives money and, you know, a person gives a million dollars and he has a billion dollars. Don't they get the same credit in Shemaim as the guy who gives a dollar and has nothing? There's always a cheshbon. My Hashem is a cheshbon. Cheshbon is the work, not the goal. And, and we can't change the system. Yeshivas are right. I want to talk to Yeshivas and I've said this to them. And I'm like, well, how could you mark 25 kids the same at the same test? It's coming up right now, the kids in my high school, the regents. You're giving the regents to all the people, all the kids in New York State high schools. Some kids that are taking the regents don't have the same IQ as other kids. Some kids don't have the same learning abilities, but they're giving the same regents for everybody. And the teacher can't cheat. Can't you can't cheat on the test and, and change the answers. You get, you took, you're not 25 kids in a room, you're about 250,000 kids, or maybe more than that, but you're getting the same test, the same state test. And every single kid is different. And you tell your readings, they don't care how hard you work, they don't care if you stayed up for four weeks reading the barriers and trying your hardest, it doesn't matter. So it's the whole basis, the basis of the whole education in the world. Effort means zero, so they get turned off. Well, if my trying doesn't help, and I don't want to have such great abilities, I'm not trying anymore. You don't reward the trying. So, yes, the yeshiva told me, they said, Rewalstein, if I open a yeshiva, and I'm like, this is Rewalstein's yeshiva. No tests. Not one kid's going to come to the yeshiva. But all the parents are going to say, must be stupid kids in that school. They don't get a test. <laughs> and they'll never get a shut-up. And the shit shut up boogie monster going to get them. So... If she says, you're blaming us, don't blame us, blame, blame the parents. And the parents would be like, you know, that's a good school for you. My kid, he has to be a mom. This is, this, is where, this is where it turned out. She built him competition, all competition. He was a family, we visited that, we don't look at the effort. And this week's Pasha, Rashi says very clearly, it's a male and mother, it's the work. So at least as parents, it's a shame those who are parents and those who become parents. Reward your children for their effort. 
unit the school system, the world does it, you can't. If I know my child's trying to minus, that's all I expect. Many times we want our children to be what we were. Not many times, but most of the time. So if we didn't do well in school, we push our kids really hard. We didn't get married to the right woman. We try to push our kids to get the right woman. And we get very involved in their shidduchim when we should not. We should not push our sons to marry who we didn't. Or push our daughters to marry who, when a mother pushes her daughter to marry who she didn't. You have to let every child and every person do their own thing. Push it to help them, not saying that. That's the problem. We push for perfection. Perfection is not, we're not, we're not perfect. The only time you have to be perfect, I wasn't here last week, I spoke about this other places, that we see that in the Pashas, in Pashas, relation to you, where does the Pashas talk about moment? I think it's Kedoshim. So it talks about that, the, the, the person who brings the carbon, right? The guy who did the Aveir, who brought the carbon, he's the bad guy in the story. He's allowed to have a moment. He can be missing a hand, a foot, an eye, an ear, a nose. He can bring the carbon. The claim, who's the good guy, who's trying to heal him, he's not allowed to have a moment. He's missing a finger. Goodbye, can't work in the base of English. Why not? Because the person who fixes, he himself has to be perfect. He himself has to be in a good place. Don't try to fix people if you have the same problem. First fix yourself. So the client has to first fix himself. If you have a mom, you can't fix the other guy. The guy who did that there, he has a mom. But it teaches that the client who does the fixing, he's the doctor, he's the one who takes away the tzaras, he's the one who makes the person who's talking talk, he's the one who gets the person who did that there to be forgiven. He himself... That's the first fix itself. We find a lot of people who are busy fixing other people when they themselves are not in a good place. And the person that trying to fix it, you can't fix someone else until you fix yourself. People have to spend more time with themselves and get themselves into a better place before. When we see, I don't talk about therapy, but a lot of people, here I am, a lot of people who themselves were drug, drug addicts or did certain things, they, were, they went through certain hearts, so they didn't want to be calm. The person who's going to save everyone else. The first, first you, have to, you can't be a drug addict and be a drug therapist. So you got to fix yourself. Why not? Why can't I be? Because the person from the internally and the hospital comes out of my heart and my heart is not clean. My heart is not in a good place and what's going into your heart is dirty water. It's not, it's not clean. The client who's doing all this, he himself has to be on a different level. If he's not on that level, he can't do that. That means, if somebody asks you, does that mean if you're working to that level and you're working to get to that level that you can't become a therapist? I'm like, if you're doing drugs, you can't be a drug therapist. If you're beating your wife, you can't be a marriage doctor. Why not? I still know the psychology. The answer is because what's coming out of you into the other person is not clean, not pure. You clean, can't have the moment. The animal that you're bringing as a kapara can't have the moon. But the person who did the Aveira, he can have the moon. Okay, so it brings us to Miguel Asturias, because if anyone came from nowhere and it was just effort, it was Rus. Rus was pure effort and pure chesed. Let's take a look. 
We came from Moab. Moab, the most hated nation by the Jews for two reasons. One, they were ingrates. We came to them for food and water. Our father, Abraham Avinu, saved Lot. So at least we, if, there would be no Moab. Moab came from Lot. So there would be no Moab if it wasn't for us. We saved them twice. We saved them when the four kings captured him. We saved them in, in Saddam when he was supposed to be destroyed. So we saved you. Now we need some food and you tell us no. So you guys are ingrates. You don't, you, you have no honor at all. You have, you have no gratitude. So Hashem said, I, it's interesting because the Pasuk says, you're not going to marry Moabi for two reasons. One, they were, they were ingrates. They had no gratitude. Two, they caused the most immoral girls. They sent out 24,000 Zonos, prostitutes, and, and, and to be with the Jewish man, and we lost, and they had a, we had a Magaifa, and we lost, and the Pasha Balak, we lost 24,000 men. Died, and got punished because of these Zonos. So they were extremely immoral. So it wasn't Rus from Moab? Yes. So we're, 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 we're going to get to it. So, so the, so the, Pussy tells us, you're not allowed to marry a Moabi. Why? Because they were ingrates. Because they had no gratitude. And because they were immoral. You would think that the immoral would come before the ingrates. Like, what's worse? A Zaina or not giving someone water to eat after the ingrates they your great grandpa? Ingrates. Ingrates means not, no gratitude. Ingrates. No, that's worse. that's worse. Right, so the title of first says, that they didn't give us to eat then since the Zionists. It tells us that's worse. Why? That's a Mida. It's a Mida. It's a, it's a, a trait. And it's much harder to change a trait than to change an Avera. You can, you, can, you can be a prostitute, do tshuva, and become a normal woman. But to be someone who has no gratitude, to change that Mida, it's almost impossible. So the Torah tells us that Hashem didn't want this in... The Jewish nation didn't want to have the DNA, the spiritual DNA of Moabin in our nation, so that we should that if someone does something for you good and then they need you, you're not there for them. No, no way. He didn't want that as part of as part of Klaishon. So the big Maslokas, the big fight was: is that female and male from Moab? Is it just female or is it just male? The big machaitas. Moabi? Lomavia? Does it mean a man and not a woman? What does it mean? Or both? So, we know that Rus was a tsnua. She was very modest. The reason that Boaz saw that she was different was because all the other girls bent over to pick up the wheat and she curtsied. She went down, straight down. So that she didn't bend over at all. She couldn't see her feet at all. It's like, who is that? Very different than all the other girls. The question is, if there's such a thing called spiritual DNA, Moabin were prostitutes, immoral women, where did Rose get this from? But a bigger question is, Arpa, who came from the same Moab, she was not a Tznuah. If it's in their DNA, in their spiritual DNA, then both of them should have been snores. And it says in the Megrish that the night that 
Orpah was separated from Naomi and Ruth. She slept with a hundred men and a daughter. The Medrash says. She had physical relationships with a hundred men that night and a daughter. And when, when Goliath, who came from that night, she became pregnant, and the giant Goliath came from that night, met Dabar Amalek. We'll see if we have time to go into that. I really say that for next week. He meets Dabar Amalek. Dabar Amalek has the five stones hidden in his jacket. And he, Goliath only sees the stick that Dabar Amalek is there with. He says, Do you think I am a killer? Do you think I am a dog? What kind of question is that? So the, so the manager says, he said to Dalamela, what? You're coming to me with a stick? Did you think that my mother got pregnant from the door? You think I'm a Kelev? I came from a Kelev? So he knew. He knew Goliath knew what happened that night. And the only one that could destroy Goliath was Dalamela. Because, because when, the, when, when, when Arba held on to the army and she kissed her, she hugged her, her reward was for that. That, uh, that she was going to have a giant of a child that would be the greatest warrior that ever lived, and nobody would be able to destroy that child. The only one that would be able to destroy that child is the, is the child who came from a mother who didn't let go, ever, which was Rus. So the only one in the world that could kill Gullius was David. Neither David did. David didn't know that, and Gullius didn't know that. But Gullius said to David, what do you think I am, a dog? You think I came from the dog? So I was talking to the seminary, and I think that um, this is a very important lesson, boys. Many times we think, I, I'm not perfect, but you know, just a little Avera, it's not going to change the way I am. Just one movie, just one picture of a girl I shouldn't be looking at. One, yeah, one picture, I'm not addicted, Rabbi. I get that all the time. Rabbi, I'm not addicted. It's just like once in a while, I'm, I'm normal. You know, just once in a while I do this, and once in a while I do that. What's going to happen already? If you look in Rus, what's the difference between Arpa and Rus? From Arpa came a giant, Arpa slept with a dog, and a hundred men. Rus went to become the great-great-grandmother of Mashiach. I mean, you can't have more opposites, a woman who sleeps with a dog, and a woman who has Mashiach. Right? Manishtar, between the two of them. They're so different. But they weren't. If you if you look at Megillah's roots, it says, Machlon and Kilian die. They're coming back, right? And she says, She says to her two daughter-in-laws, Lechna shovna ish both of you go home to your mothers. Yat Hashem yimachem chesed, Hashem yimachem Hashem should do chesed with you. And what do they say? But they both say, people don't realize this, Arba was, Arba also said, Arba and Rus both say, ki itach noshu l'amech, we're both going back with you to Christ. So at this point, Arba is just making tzedek to his 
She says together with Shavuos, the first time that, that, that the Avi said, go home, they both said, we're going back with you to your nation. Now the Avi tries again. She says to them, right? Um, But Tomei and Nami, Shayna Benaisai, no, 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 go home. Lama Telachni Imi, why are you going with me? Do I still have children in my womb? Like that you could get married to? I'm not having any more children. What are you going with me for? Go home and marry some Gaiyashir princes. They were princesses. They were, they were, they were from, they were from Moab. Shayna Benaisai, Lechna, go back, go, return, because the Katanas Leish are too old to be with a man. It's too late anyway, even if I got pregnant tonight, which she couldn't because she was too old. She says, too late. I'm sure, I'm, you're going to wait till they get there. You're going to wait till they get there. You're going to wait till they, they grow up. No. She said, I'm very bitter what happened to me. So now it's the second time. But the Senate, they raised their voice, and they cried again. Oh, you mean again? But Tisha Papa kissed her mother And Rosh Dafka comes to the word Devek, which is blue. Rosh was blue to her. She didn't leave her. So Arba leaves, right? So So the army tries again. She says, He may show me the sister-in-law went back to her nation, and to her God, Rabbi Zara. Shuvi Atarei, you didn't take. Why don't you go home with her? Now, Marissa Tzivkibila said, "Stop bothering me to leave you. Where you go, I go. Where you sleep, I sleep. Your nation is my nation. Your God is my God. Where you die, and you get buried, that's where I'm going to die. Where I'm going to get buried. Said the only thing that's going to separate me and you is death. That's she so she was determined to go with her, she stopped bothering her. <coughs> Which is very interesting. I told the girls, I said, you try, you try, you try, when you see determination, you back off. Right? You have to coach, you coach, you coach, but after a while, there's a certain time, you have to back off. But she tried, she tried, she tried, she realized this girl is determined, so she stopped trying to talk her out of it. Well, what's the difference between the two? One held on twice, one held down once. And the difference between holding on twice, struggling and holding on twice, and holding on once, the difference between sleeping with a dog and being the mother of Mashiach. That's the difference. You gotta, you gotta hold on. The thing is, you let go, okay, you, I let go once. So like it wasn't shining uh, my eyes when I see, uh, I didn't die with a minion, it's one time, so I let go once. Look what happened, the difference between the one who let go and the one who didn't let go. It's not normal. It's not like, what was very from? What wasn't so from? One some of the door, and the other one is in our mouth, let's have a Shia. You can't be more opposite. Can't let go. It's hard tells you, let go, go home, go back, and Go back to where you used to be, man. Come on, you still have a good time. Go back, go back. Man, not really. Nah, come on. Okay. Look what happened. It's a very big lesson. Rus is red on red is red on on Shavuos because we come on some You can't let go, Dafka boy. When it comes to a Prince Boku, 
Let's be dovah. Let's be dovah in a Kodesh Can't let go. He's just going to tell you, go, go back, go home, get out of here, forget about it, you're not going to change anyway. No, you've got to hold on like Rus. And when you have that determination, and you're not going to let go, then the Yitzhak is going to stop bothering you. When you see that you're determined, he will come at you with something else. When you, when you see that determination, that's what happened over here by Rus. Rus sort of, re, re, you know, resembles the Torah. Her name is Rus with a hey, is Torah. This is what's going on. This is his struggle. And she came from, from nowhere. It was a very interesting, very interesting medrash. Where you see, I, I just saw it tonight in a statement, where you see that Rus, and this is going to be in my book on DNA, where Rus changed her DNA. Rus's DNA was from Moab. Moab's DNA was not to show gratitude, right? Which is the worst me though. person has no gratitude, right? The world's created on gratitude. So her DNA was not to show gratitude. The whole time she worked on herself through Chesed because really, like I told you, the first day in Sphere we say Chesed should be Chesed, and the last day in Sphere we say Mahal Shibamaphus. But the foundation of Mahal Shibamaphus of being royal, of being a, a Rus, a Dabramelef, is the Chesed Shibbat Chesed. And she was. Unbelievable chesed. The opposite of where she came from. And I'm going to tell you a negative story that came from. That's going to be our share tonight. What was Rus's biggest chesed? So, when she went to Boaz, and he was the Gala Adar, and he was sleeping, and she uncovered his feet to show that he should be a Gala Adar, he should do Yibam, he said to her, this chesed is greater than your first chesed. What was her first chesed? Her first chesed was that she came back. She didn't go home, but she stuck with none. So, actually, it's not really the first chesed. The first chesed, she says, the time in the army, the shtekala said, Leiko Shavi, go home. Yafa Shavi, Machim Chesed, Kashitim, Yafasim, Wadi. Hashem should do you chesed like um, like you did with me. Someone give me a chumash that's Rashi. Doctor, give me a chumash that's Rashi. Please. No chumash that's Rashi? Talking about for Rus? Yeah, it should have it. It should have it in the back. What's this chesed that Naomi's talking about? Nami said, you two did chesed to me and my dead, my dead sons. What was the chesed they did with the dead sons? We're looking I know, it's for us to take another question. Okay, so that's how she comes. All the way in the back. 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 Give it everything. Find it, go here, check all the way in the back. And I got Kohelis and stuff. After Megillus, yeah, Megillus was okay.
Right, we'll talk about it next week what the chesed was. The chesed was. What, what chesed did she do to did they do to the mason? Right? She says you did a chesed with her. Okay, the chesed with her is they, they stuck with her, right? But what was I remember the answer, but it's not, not coming to the front of my head. But anyway, the 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 chesed that you did, you have to understand, you have to help come from it. I know it's very late, we started very late, but you have to think about this for a second. Because she's coming from a very bad place where they wouldn't even give food to the people who saved who create who saved them, who saved their grandfather, right? Listen to this. Kleistrel looked at these Moabim lowlifes as prutzim, not the opposite of modesty. They were prostitutes. They went down and they caught Kleistrel to do men to do all kinds of events. When she came to the field, the boys that were working in the field saw this guy. She was. She was the Machloik is when she became a gear, but most told that she wasn't a gear when she came to the field. So she was a guy. So when she's collecting the, the leket on the floor, she was taking it from the Jewish girls. They were all collecting, all poor people. So the boys took her and threw her over the fence. They said, you're a guy. What are you stealing from Jewish girls? They flipped her over the fence. That's why when Boaz met her, you'll see Miguel Schwartz, he tells her, I'll make sure they don't touch you again. Why would they touch her? They were yeshiva boys. Why would they touch her? The working boys. Why did they touch her, right? So the manager said, because the day before they touched her, they flipped her, they flipped her over the fence. They believe you can't take the Moabi out of the Moabi. In other words, even if she becomes a gear, they're lowlifes. They're immoral lowlifes. We don't want them. She was the opposite. She was a snoo Now, if you believe that someone is an immoral person, right, and they're acting very theistic, what are you thinking? They're just trying to fake it. Trying to fake you, trying to get a shit up, right? They're trying to fake you out. We know where you come from, girl. What is curtsy business? What are you curtsying? You're a Moabi. Don't give me no curtsy. So why are you curtsying? Because you want to make Boaz sing that you're religious. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't believe in her, and they threw over they threw over the fence. No matter what she would do, they wouldn't believe her. She's a Moabi. Okay. She, on the other hand, was really a snow Alright. The worst thing that can happen to this girl is to find out that she's not a snow and the whole thing's a fake. But she wasn't a fake. Now. Her mother-in-law tells her, listen, he's sleeping, right? He is sleeping by himself in a silo, because he just finished doing the harvest, in a bedroom upstairs, by himself in the dark. I want you to put on your makeup, you'll, you'll see this in the psukim. I want you to get dressed up, put on your perfume, put on your makeup. I want you to go up there to the him, to go on dark. I want you to uncover his feet as laying in bed, right? I want you to flip his blanket off, and he'll understand when you when he wakes up, he'll understand that you're uncovering his legs means that he needs that you're looking for a girl and dumb someone a evil. Because 
two brothers died and nobody married them, right? So the next one in line has a chiv to marry so that the child is considered like the dead man's child. Now, if she gets caught walking to that silo in the middle of the night, or if she gets caught in his room, or if he wakes up and says, what do you think you're doing? Coming alone? He could every every you can imagine, right? He could everything. You're coming to the God bar? You come, could you imagine? You can't imagine. Could you imagine someone sending someone, a girl, get dressed up, put on makeup, right? Put on perfume, and Rechaim sleeping in that room, and you go into that room, and you uncover his legs. If they catch her in, in, in B'nai Brak in the house, they will break every bone in her body. Are you crazy? You got all those, are you nuts? Why would she get all dressed in things? You must be a, what? Why did she get all dressed in things? She's just going to do that little thing. Yes, that's what her, that's what her mother was said. Because she wanted to shit up, so she didn't to be dressed nicely. She, 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 no one, she didn't want anyone to look at her that night. So what, but the army wanted to make sure that this would work. What happened, if you look in the psukim, you're asking a good question, she didn't listen to her mother-in-law about that. Her mother-in-law said the following. Her mother-in-law said, like this, she said, yeah, he's in the goyred, he's in the silo, take a shower, and put on uh, oil, smear on oils, makeup, whatever, put on some beautiful clothes, Go down to the silo. Don't let anyone know what you're doing. Right? Let him finish. Don't go. Don't go early. Let him finish eating and drinking. Let Boaz finish eating and drinking. When he when he lays down, I'll let you know where he's where he's laying. and uncover his legs. The shachat and lay next to him. Who you get look at this shetas and he'll tell you what to do. Because it was a din of evil. Since they both died without kids, so the next relative had to marry her, right? To have children, so it's sort of like they had children. Okay. So so Ruth tells to Naomi, "Call Whatever you tell me, I'll do." But she didn't listen exactly to the next question. She went, listen, your question, listen. She went down to the silo. And then she put on the nice clothing and the makeup and everything else. She didn't put it on and then go. Because then she got caught in the street, all made up. What are you doing? Girls didn't go out at night in those days. Not like she got raped. So no, sh- they would say you're you're prostitutes. What are you doing? What are you doing in the middle of the night in Jewish quarter? Walking little girls don't go out in the middle of the night, right? She would have been done. So this way, she wasn't dressed up. She wasn't made up. So she didn't listen exactly to her mother-in-law. She she made herself up when she got to the asylum. Why did your mother-in-law think of that? Of what? Of what you said. It would, it would be bad if she was all dressed up. Her mother. Her mother-in-law. Maybe thought that if you're going to do a mitzvah, right, nothing's going to happen. Okay, but anyway, what happens? By he wakes up. There's some lady laying at his feet. By he said, "Who are you?" I am Rus. 
We said you should be gebenched. There's a lot to be to you, my daughter. There's a lot to learn from there. Number one is reaction. He didn't wake up and start screaming, right? He got very scared because he thought it was a shade, a female shade, says Rashi. Right? And he said, right? He says, who are you? Are you human? Are you, are you a shade? What are you? And she said, I'm Rosh Hashanah. Right away he called him BT. He said, This chesed is bigger than the first chesed. Why? But you have to understand this. This girl, everybody was saying, you're a lowlife, you're acting, this is a whole big act. It's getting dressed and curtsying. You don't know what I'll be. What do you want? What are you trying to fool? She went ahead and put that all on the line, knowing that if she gets caught, we're all going to say, ah, faker, curtsying, look at you, dressed up with makeup in the middle of the night. You're a Zoya. We knew it. We were right. You're a Malala. You're all the same. She took that chance for her mother-in-law. You're going to tell me why? You was a chayyid even, guys. There's no even by a guy. When she was married to the Ami's son, she was a guy. There's no din of even by a guy. So the whole Yibo here wasn't Mahalakha. It was to make the Ami feel, since they were married to my children, to my son, so if she marries a girl or a dog and has a child, it's like my son had a child, but really, halakhically, Yibam, it wasn't. There's no, there's no Yibam by a guy. There's no Kedushin. They weren't really married to the sons. There's no Kedushin by a guy. So the only reason that she did it was not because of halakha. She did it because mother-in-law, I have a curse to talk to you, you let me be married to your sons. Whatever you want me to do, I will do, even if it's not halakhically, what I'm supposed to be doing, even though I don't have to do this, I will do it to make you feel good. That moment, where she changed her whole DNA, where she broke the ingrate, the ungrateful, where she said, I'm so grateful to you that I'm going to put everything I stand on alive, because if they catch her, she's talking a lie. She looks like a liar. No one's going to believe her. But she was on her way to Boaz. And if Boaz would have reacted differently and said, What chutzpah? You come and un- to my room and, 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 and uncover my legs? You know, he wasn't married. His wife had died at that point. She died when they came back. She put everything on the line to show gratitude to her mother-in-law. She broke the Mo'avi ungratefulness. How does that come out later on in David Amelot's DNA? When David Amelot goes up against Goliath, whose mother did not have the gratitude that was had, whose mother, yes, held on once, but then let go, whose mother did not have the gratitude. So you had Golis, who came from Moab, who had no gratitude, against David Amalek, whose mother broke her midah of ungratefulness and had gratitude, and they went up against each other. Boys, I'm about to tell you a medrash 
that you may not have heard before, will blow you away and show you how because Rus broke her ungratefulness, she created gratitude in Dabar Amalek, and that's what saved Christ from, and that's what killed Gullahs. What are you talking about? Some stones killed Gullahs, wrong. So the measure says the following. Dabar Amalek comes up against Gullahs. All he has is five stones and a slingshot. Gullius, the only way to kill Gullius would be to get these stones to penetrate his brain or his heart. Gullius is wearing, according to Yerich Olaf, he was wearing so much armor that it would take a hundred men to carry his armor. He was wearing a helmet that, the translation, I don't know, it was like thousands of pounds. It was, it was something that normal. Thick, thick metal, and the helmet says that the helmet went Dang, fill his eyebrows, right? Like the Romans, fill his eyebrows down the side with a piece in the middle. All you have was his eyes. It was like one of those Spartan helmets. So I'm not standing there. He's like, what am I going to do with my pebbles over here, my stones? They're going to bounce off. There's no way that a stone is going to penetrate an arrow and a spear, and a spear and a javelin could not and a mace could not penetrate his armor. He need a nuke. So, so he's like, what am I going to do? So the manager says, he takes out the five stones, and these stones were called tzurs, tzurs. These were used in a brismila. In, in the old days, when they did a brismila, you see by Moshe Rabbeinu, the tzipora, right? When the nachash swallowed Moshe Rabbeinu because he didn't give a breath to his kids, a tikach tzar, she took a tzar, and she, it's called a tzar, and she mouthed, she did a bismillah on her kids. What is Rashi? What did the Mephoshim say? What's a tzar? Flint rock. Like, the Indians used to have um, stone arrowheads. Mm-hmm. There were arrowheads that were made very, very thin from flint. Flint can be very, very sharp. So they used to take flint rock, and they used to sharpen it like a knife. That's how they did a bismillah. He had five of those. He had, I don't know the measure in front of me, he had a Ramavinu's bismillah stone. Yitzhak's first meal of stone. I think Yo- Yaakov, Yosef, he had five of them. Two from Yoshua, he said this year. There were two from what? Moshe. Two from Yoshua, right. One from Moshe. Aaron, Yitzhak, Moshe, and two from Yoshua. He had five stones. And these were the stones, they're like spearheads, like, you know, on top of the arrows. So he said to the stones, listen. No, he actually didn't take the stones. He said to the metal. So he looked at, at, at Gullius' helmet and he said, here's the deal. I'm going to make you a deal. If you become soft and you open up for my stones to go through into his head, as I cars have told, because I would never ask you to do something without showing you gratitude. As I cars have told, from now on, we will never ever use for a bristmeal stone. We will only use metal, scalpel, knife. That's the deal. And he shot the stones, and it says the metal opened up, and it went into his brain, he fell, he took his sword off, and he chopped his head off. What's going on over here? To make deals. To make deals. <coughs> stone, a deal with metal, and stones, and bristle. Who made a deal? Hashem in here? Don't and Hashem said to the metal, I'll make a deal. I'm, I'm, when I become king, I'm going to make a law. And from now on, no more stones. 
Why was it so willing to give it up? Makes me love. What? How can we do that? How can we what? We have the right to change the nature for it. The what I want to say, what I want to say here is, David Amelach understood the point of Hakaras Atov to the level that even if I command, I'm going to make the Hashem, and I'm commanding the metal to open up, to let me do a Kiddush Hashem, I'm standing up for Hashem, and it's going to be a miracle, it's going to be paid back. Therefore, I'll make a rule. Yeah, where's that coming from? It's coming from a nation that were ingrates, that were the most ungrat- ungrateful nation in the world. Where he came from? His mother was from Moab. Came from a nation that was the most ungrateful. Where did he get this from? That I can't ask you to do something for me unless I give you payback. Came from us. It came from her, my cousin told from her mother-in-law, who went against her nature. Because she was trying to protect who she was, she was willing to do it to make her mother-in-law feel good. That is spiritual DNA at its at its top, and that's what. What? Because the Maslik is, it seems to be that she converted um, after the field, before she went down to Moab. After the field, but but most of the say. When she married them, that's when they died. They died because the Shem wanted to wait for them to do chuma. They married Goyim. So if that was their punishment, it means that they definitely were not, did not marry Jews. They were not gay to, to marry them. But some of them they were. Because the, they, the Shem waited 10 years for them to do chuma, to, to, to do gay or something, whatever. Apparently, how old was the So the what? He was so old. How old was she? Who's Moab? Um, How old is Naomi? Yeah. She must have been around the same age as, as maybe as Boaz. But she was older. Who was older? His mother. Who's mother? Boaz's mother. Boaz's mother? Where's Boaz's mother coming in? <laughs> Boaz is married. Boaz's wife died. Okay. And How was he next He was much older. than Russ. She was much, he was much older than Russ. When he said, when he said your, your second favorite is bigger than your first, he, he, the, 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 the Megillah said that he was saying, if you can marry a young guy, why are you marrying me? He was in his 80s, I think he was 85 or 90. He said, why are you marrying me? You can marry a younger guy. You marry me only to bring back the children from the army. You're a young girl, why are you marrying me? Because you want to do Yibo. That's a very big chassat. She could have two. What? She could have two. And from that mashmah to me, that she wasn't chayim. Because if she's chayim and evil, she has to marry him. Right? She has to marry him. Unless he does chalitza, she has to marry him. And he was saying, your, your chesed is bigger because you couldn't marry a young guy. What do you mean you couldn't marry a young guy? You chayim and evil did. No, but she wasn't really chayim and evil. You couldn't marry anybody. You couldn't marry a 25 year old guy we married before. You're marrying me to make the army feel good. But if we have a child, that's like her child, right? Having a child, that's a bigger chayim. We see here, Kabbalah Sapphira, Shruis, right? Based on Chesed, and it's based on Akar Sapphira. And the appreciation that all of us have to have that we're the chosen nation, 
that we are baramatam Hashem, as the Mishnah of Rabbi Akiva says, the first appreciation you have to have is that you're a human. A human is created to tell all he can. What's Telmolikim, the form of God, is that each one of us is like God. How we like God, each one of us is only one. The greatness of God is there's only one God. The greatness of human beings is only one Wallstein. There's only one Friedman. There'll never be another there'll never be another Mayor Friedman or Zachai Wallstein. There never was, there never will be. There's only one. So it's like Shmaisal Shem Hashem Echad, Shmaisal Hashem Lakenu. Abrakan, I thought it was only one Abrakan. That's it. So that's unbelievable. That he, that he didn't create us like fish. School of fish, right? Or a bunch of animals, they're all the same. We have different fingerprints. That is such godless that he gave each one of us individuality. You have to have a cross of That's the mission. But second, I cross of thumb is, now that you're an individual, you have to tell him again. Why? You're my children. So now you're an individual, but you're also my son. Not stop an individual. Not my cousin or friend. You're my son. Like you, he says, but there's one more. Another I cousin tell you have to be that not you are an individual. That you are my son, and I gave you a, a beautiful present called the Torah. So there's all three that you have to have my The last one that I gave you the Torah that I definitely didn't have to give you. That I definitely have to give. You. I gave it to you. You have to have my That's Shuas. Shuas we have to work on, our chesed. Of course we have to learn, our melus, we have to work, we have to try, we have to learn. But we have to work on our chesed, and we have to work on the most important media that exists, Correct. and that is the media of our chesed. Recognizing good, that Dabana Melech would not command the metal to open up, command you to open up, and kill Hashem for Hashem, you think it would have opened up? No, I cannot ask you to change your metal and become soft unless I give you something back. I'm giving you back, I'm giving you bris milah. Why was it specific bris milah? Why was that the award that he gave them? Because the stones that he used were the stones of bris milah. So if I'm asking for those stones to go through, then I gotta give you what those stones were. It's a whole thing in our time. And that's what we have to, that's what we have to come away from it tonight. The work of the Lord of the work of the to our parents, to our aim, anything they did for us, of course to Hashem, but to our, uh, to our parents, because to the people that we work for, because to our friends, and recognition of, 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 of the good that everyone does for us. And we have the power to change Amida. We learn from here that she came from Amida of, 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 of Nus, right? She came from Amida of Nus, she came from Amida of, 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 of uh, Kofi Toy, a nation that wasn't even willing to give us easy after we say that, and she changed them both. She became a tsnua. She changed both things that were wrong with Moab, that they were immodest, and that they were ingrates. She became very modest, and she became, and she, and she showed gratitude. So we see from here that anybody with effort, you can come from the worst place in the world, you can be learning disabled, a broken family, adopted, wherever you want, whatever excuse you want to have, you can come from anywhere in the world, with the right effort, you can change your life. May you all be zaycheh, be dal dal kithral, have a kayam. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.